This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. You play quarterback at the University of Delaware. Mm -hmm. You and I actually were talking well earlier this morning about Bryce Young. Because some of the things that I'm seeing, because you have a different perspective from being a quarterback, some of the things I'm seeing may not be the same Mm -hmm. things that you are seeing, but I think you and I are on the same page of this guy really does go through his progressions and just has the poise of a guy that's normally like three, four, five years into the NFL. Heck, there are times where I wonder if Josh Allen is actually seeing (laughs) through his progressions. And we know how talented that guy is, but it seems like Bryce Young really does sit back there and it really does read a defense quite well and knows exactly where he needs to go from one step to the next. It's it's exactly what everybody said and, and what all the analysts said. And, you know, it turns out if you if you, you know, watch every bit of film and you, you know, everything this guy has done since he was like 12 years old is somewhere on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like they hit it pretty well. Right. Mm-hmm. He was the most polished. He has this savant like ability to, to process uh, what the defense is doing and get through his progressions. Uh, we also knew that he was a little undersized, and it, and it's just all, it's all showing up through the first. I mean, it's really a couple series, right? Through yeah. the, through the first two preseason games, it's it's really shown up, and and now it's about solving all the things around him to, mm-hmm. to allow that savant or genius, whatever you want to call it, to to shine through. There are a couple plays that impressed me a lot from this Friday. The time where he actually, like, I think, I don't know if his feet got tripped up or something like that, but he fell to the ground, got up, yep. knowing like, oh, wait, in, in the NFL, I'm not down. This play continues, but gets up, scrambles, but immediately has his eyes downfield. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in that situation were just like, I just got to find a place to run just to get yards, and if I can get two yards or back to the line of scrimmage, then fine, we'll call it even. But he gets up, scrambles, immediately has eyes downfield and starts directing traffic. That stood out to me a lot. I'll get to the second play here in just that, a moment. That play, I just want to I just want to jump in. And I even love the throw that he makes, right? So he's, yeah. he, he falls over, which immediately puts you on fluster mode, right? You're immediately yes. scatterbrained. Oh, no, what's going on, right? Like, like after an earthquake or something like that, mm-hmm. you just want to check everything. A lot of guys do – you brought up Josh Allen. Uh, one of the things I say about Josh Allen is he gets crazy eyes. Yes. Like big games, a few times we've seen him pitch it to nobody. We've seen him get skittish. Uh, and I say he gets crazy eyes. It's very, very, uh, it would be very, very understandable if after you fall down, mm-hmm. uh, if you got crazy eyes. Yeah. Uh, but instead, he, as a rookie. he was unbelievably calm. And the ball he threw to Adam Thielen down the right sideline was one of those where uh, it probably wasn't going to be caught. Right, because it was it was kind of deep outside, deep ball, obviously. But I could guarantee a defensive player wasn't going to catch it, mm-hmm. and Adam Thielen might have made a great play. Yeah. So it's it's after things go crazy, he was like, let's not let's not compound errors, right? So something happened up front, whatever scared me, I trip, I stand up. Let's not turn those two mistakes into a bigger mistake. Let's give Adam a chance to make a play. But if not, it's an incompletion. We live to play another day, right? You 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 know, you end in a punt, you end in a field goal, whatever it is, that's better than turnover. So I loved his composure on that play, just like what you said. Tim Donnelly from the drive on ninety nine nine the fan in Raleigh joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. The second play that really stood out to me, Tim. Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete Deruta with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? 
really there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and, and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Third and one ended up being a third and six on mm-hmm. that long field goal drive, the 15-play drive. Third one because Hayden Hurst jumped off sides uh, of the false stars. <laughs> Goes from third and one to third and six. And speaking of Adam Thielen, from the slot runs an out route. Bryce Young put it in the exact spot where Adam Thielen can catch and turn up field. So this is where we talk about accuracy versus just a, a completion. Mm-hmm. So sometimes a quarterback may have put that a little bit on the back shoulder where, in this case, Thielen would have had to have turned around. The defensive back mm-hmm. that's right there could potentially break it up or is able to make a tackle because Thielen has to break stride. He didn't have to break stride. It was perfectly in front of him where he can catch Full speed, continue going, turn up field, stretch, gets the first down. To me, there's a difference between completing a pass and throwing an accurate ball. On an out route to the opposite side of the field, having that little, not just the accuracy, but the arm strength to do it, that stood out to me. And it's, I know it's just a six, seven, it's a seven-yard completion, but not everyone can make that throw. It's a lot harder than people think. It's it, That throw and, and what you just described, right, how how Thielen got exactly what he should get off a throw like that, right? Yeah. There, there's no reason not to. The It's actually one of the concerns I have is we still have yet to see someone make a play beyond for Bryce Young. We've seen mm-hmm. Bryce Young do it. Before Bryce Young, see someone make a play beyond what it should have been. The closest thing would be Mingo where he caught it and then bounced off a hit, actually retreated on the other side of the, the first down marker and got four or five more yards. Yeah. But I was actually terrified when he went back beyond the first yeah. down marker. I'm like, north, south, north, south. It worked out. But, like, it seems like everything that, that they've gotten on really any of Bryce Young's attempts mm-hmm. have been because Bryce Young almost gave them, like, Adam Thielen had no choice but to catch that ball because it was for, perfectly placed. Yeah. No choice but to to get those two, three yards on, on the way out because it led him that way. Like, you know, Hayden Hurst had one where he made a great catch on the sideline, but it got called back for the holding. Hold. That was a great throw and catch. It absolutely was. I'm waiting for somebody to make a play so so Bryce Young doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. Right? Because, uh, I mean, his first attempt at this game, it was to Mingo. Mingo kind of throws the brakes on. It could have been a, a 30 or 40, you know, depending on what he does after the, the you know, run after the catch. Yeah. I'm like, why did you stop running? But, it, it, you know, it's all hard won by him, right? Like, if, mm-hmm. if, if Thielen's going to get that first down, it's going to be because he puts it on him in a way that Thielen had to get that first down. And that's not a great way for a, a rookie quarterback to live. You almost want to help. You want you know, him to be able to throw it behind Thielen and Thielen gets the first down or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, gets a little happy feet and someone makes a play for him, whatever it is. And and we have yet to see that. So I'm hoping, and again, it's only a couple series. It's still the preseason. The, the, the hope is that eventually he's going to get some help because he really hasn't gotten much other than the exact amount that they should be getting with, with how well he's playing. Does it concern you that there might not be enough talent on the outside? Because we haven't really seen them unlock like any deep ball. Like, I, like, I'm sorry, I still want to see DJ Chark on a deep post, please. Like I, I wanted to see that. I really wanted to see that in this game. Like, I really want them to see, hey, play action, let Bryce unleash the ball a little bit. I understand that they're saving things. We'll get into that in a little bit. Mm. I understand that they want to save stuff for the regular season, but are they actually? Do you think? Do, do, do they have enough 
the the short answer well i'll answer both of those questions am i concerned heck yes yeah <laughs> right like like that that's the easy answer to that one do they have enough is interesting because um they do have talent right mm-hmm. and 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 you know, I've had a couple conversations where you have to remember Adam Thielen's been a proven guy. You have to remember yeah. DJ Chark has a thousand yard season. You have to remember Jonathan Mingo is a second round pick. It's it's figuring out the best way to use them and it's you know, having those guys play above their their talent level occasionally, right? Mm-hmm. Uh Adam Thielen is probably not the deep ball threat that he once was. No. And and that's not to say that he can't come down with a, a you know, kind of like we talked about with the play he fell down, like a scramble, drill, go deep, come up with a big play. Um, I just, I, I'm not sure if they have, or I, I'm, I'm very sure they don't have that number one that you're just going to throw it up to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, safety blankets, number ones you can throw it up to even when they're covered. That's that's good for a rookie quarterback. So he might not have that this year. So, you know, beat him with your mind rather than just being more physically gifted on the outside. Tim Donnelly of The Drive on 99.9 The Fan and Raleigh joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. Dennis Cox sitting in for Adam Gold. The Drive, you can, if you're in the Raleigh area, mm-hmm. you can listen to The Drive from 3 to 6 on 99.9 The Fan. All right, Tim, you and I were talking about this earlier before the show. Is there a point where Bryce Young starts getting happy feet or like or starts to not trust what's in front of him because he's gotten hit a lot? He's saying all the right things. He's still staying mm-hmm. in the pocket poised. But eventually you got to get tired of that, like constantly <laughs> getting hit. I mean, it's second and nine. You're at the 10-yard line. All of a sudden you're just getting drilled in the back. It's like, wait a second. Now I'm at third down. Like That stuff gets old after a while. Uh, yes, but but I think what's going to happen first is mm-hmm. because of it, what we talked about at the beginning of this conversation, which yeah. is Bryce Young's so gifted in in his football IQ. Right? Yeah. Everybody has a different way. Football IQ is his mental aptitude. Yeah, wh- wh- whatever the, the, the phrase is, mental aptitude, a uh, mind talent like arm yes. talent. Uh, I think he'll try to take more onto his own plate. Okay. Um, a lot of the 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 ways that the up the 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 guys up front are getting beat, it's not always. It has been occasionally, but it's not always. You know, mano y mano, this blocker got beat by this guy he was supposed to be blocking. We did see that with Dexter Lawrence up front a few but times. Bradley Bozeman got pushed uh, back a lot. But but it's a lot of miscommunications. It's a lot of missed assignments. Mm-hmm. And and Bryce Young is a guy that, you know, for, for all of the reports, he he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Right? And I kind of look at it. You, you mentioned I played at the University of Delaware. Uh, when I first kind of got on the field in real meaningful minutes, I had a whole bunch of uh, offensive linemen that that had played, you know, three, four years, and I was like, cool, I don't have to worry about anything they're doing, right? I'm just going to sit back here and, and deal with my reads on the back end. Uh, then towards the end of my career, I had a whole bunch of younger, more inexperienced offensive linemen, and it got to the point where, you know, coach was coming to me and saying, hey, do you think you can make some checks for the offensive line? And I was like, absolutely, right? Like, I'm, I'm to the point in my career where I can do that. So then I'd go up and, you know, through codes, let everybody know, you know, who the mic is, right? All the, the, oh, yeah. the everybody's heard it. Uh, and a few other things, you know, uh, just to, to kind of take it off their plate since they're a little bit more inexperienced. It's ironic that Bryce Young is going to be probably, unless Chandler Zavala works his way into a permanent starting role, yeah. uh, the least experienced one out there. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, it's professional sports. It's not college, right? Seniority doesn't matter as much. It's, no. it's if if you're the one that understands everything, I don't care if you have to go up and tap every lineman on the, the back and, and let them know what they're going to do. Uh, if, if that's what they need to avoid the missed assignments, that's what they're going to do. So I think he'll actually, before he gets happy feet, he'll almost get like 
happy game plan and and just take over more and more of it mm-hmm. until the Akiyakuanus of the world prove that that they're not going to have a missed assignment, right? Double check on all that kind of stuff. So you talk about the missed assignments. We've heard Frank Reich say multiple times, well, we're running base stuff, we're running <laughs> vanilla stuff. Like, Which is worse. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like that's the thing I mentioned earlier as well is that, well, if this is your base stuff and you don't even have your base stuff down yet, you can't communicate through your basic concepts. I'm sorry, you can't get to the phase two, three, four, five, six of your offensive game plan that you want to progress to during the course of the season because you've been doing this install since April and May. To, like to, it's, to hear, it's August now. To hear them since, since the game has gone over, right, and media availability, Frank Reich mentioning that, uh, you know, the time when when Kayvon Thibodeau, the, the edge rusher, uh, was unblocked was because of a misheard, like, audible, not audible, but communication uh, up front. Yeah. I'm go- like... If it's if it's day one install or week one install stuff, the basic stuff that he keeps saying, vanilla yeah. is the term they're using. Uh, then the 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 you know calls and and the passing, the communications up front are really just confirmation, mm-hmm. right? The you all look at the defense, you all know exactly what you're going to be doing, and then you go like you know to use the the remember the Titans, right? Omaha, Omaha. Oh yeah, and and then everybody's now like, okay, cool, yeah, you saw what I see. Um, but if there's ever a, a you know. If you're thinking, all right, this is going to be in Omaha, and they're yelling out Memphis, you don't just go, all right, I'm coming down and leaving this edge rusher unblocked. Yeah. You go, uh, oh, uh, are we sure about that, right? Because then if you mishear something, it's, it's you know, you can repeat back. There's ways to confirm. Mm-hmm. So so I think that's the biggest. The biggest concern to me is if you're keeping everything vanilla and you're still having missed assignments, you're still having miscommunications, do we have to go back and reinstall the vanilla stuff? Yeah. And then – you know, to, to build off that metaphor, when we get to Rocky Road with extra sprinkles, yes. we're all going to be recklessly lost if we can't handle vanilla. Uh, so so that's where Bryce Young is going to have to just double check with everybody. Do you think it would benefit – I know you had mentioned this last week, that, hey, you know what, you can alleviate some of that pressure by going five wide. Yes. And we saw that Jonathan Mingo completion that, that he had, there was five wide, and then I know – because it was, you know, how the Giants defense ran. <laughs> they only rushed three. Now, granted, there's still pressure, uh, amazingly <laughs> enough, with three guys rushing. But it was man-to-man, and they dropped their ends to kind of take away those quick slants. But he stood there in the pocket. Do you think that's a way to alleviate pressure by spreading things out more, or is it design rollouts or a combination of the two? It's one of one of my great pet theories, and it came, I've explained this on, on my show, but yeah. – um, Joe Burrow, between his junior and senior year in college, Mm -hmm. he went from after his junior year, he did the whole like NFL, how good am I thing? They said seventh rounder undrafted. Then his senior year was the greatest quarterback season in college football history. It was amazing. Uh, And he finishes Heisman first overall draft pick. The difference was, or one of the big differences in their game plan, uh, and it was, you know, Joe Brady doing a lot of it. So don't hold what happened in in Carolina against him. Yeah, well, there's that. was they went five wide a lot more, and and they or they put five guys in the route a lot more. Yeah, um, not always spread out five, and and what that did is it allowed Joe Burrow's superpower of like I see things, I dissect them quickly, and I process quickly, and I get the ball out to almost be the 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 blitz beater or be the pressure beater, and Bryce has some of that. Right, he has some of that. I'm super quick. I don't need all of the time in the world to to dissect a defense. So give me five options, and I'll find the right one. If you have three out there, they might be covered, right? Like I'm, you might have, if you have three guys in a route, you might have to wait for one of them to get open. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure Bryce Young's going to have that time. If if you, I put, don't know if they have the talent for three guys to get if, open. If you put five guys out there into a route, 
he might not need as much time because one of them is likely going to be open. And if you think he can get to all five in a progression and get it out fast, that might be the way to do it. It's kind of reverse thinking, right? Because yeah. you, you think if pressure's coming, keep more guys in the block. But when you have a guy like Bryce who who seems to be quick enough to handle it, it might be they're getting pressure. Send more guys in a route, and he'll have a better chance of one popping open early, and he'll find them because he's that quick. I, I want to see them do that a lot more, right? And, so, and sometimes you see it with guys like him where, you know, all half they'll they'll be stagnant, and then they'll go two-minute drill right before half, yeah. and, and bing, 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 touchdown. And it's like, what was the difference? Well, because it was two-minute and you knew you had to throw the ball, you knew you, had, you, you put more guys in the route. It was more of a pass-oriented deal. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see that more and more and more as the season goes along. And I like how they did it on that 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 catch with Mingo. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. He read the hot route. and <laughs> Actually, no, actually that wasn't on a five-wide set, but still, his, he was able to, to, to see the blitz coming, read the hot route. Mingo also read it too. Quick RPO option, boom, hits hits Mingo, it bounces off it. So, yeah, he, at the line of scrimmage, he can make those decisions. The RPO, that's not an RPO because he knows exactly yeah, what he's yeah, doing. Exactly so he's, what he's he was faking doing. faking the handoff with his hands on the laces, getting ready to, like, the, yeah. that's exactly what it was. Um, but it, it showed that image, I guess you could say. Uh, but also, the way they went five wide by using the same personnel group mm. with three receivers, a tight end, and a running back. Because you and I have talked about this. If the defense can't change their personnel, it's like, well, wait a second. Now, wait, it's five wide. Positional it's, versatility. It's little, yep. Exactly. Yep. Versatility. I think this is where they're missing Miles Sanders right now is because I think Miles Sanders is going to give them a lot more than what Chuba Hopper can give them. Blackshear has a little bit of it. Blackshear does as well, but when Blackshear's he's, out there, he's not really a threat to run the football. True. Big Very true. Um, and he's a little bit smaller for, exactly. for pass protection, those sorts of things. Uh, if Miles Sanders can get on the, on the field, which I don't think we'll see him in the preseason, I think that'll change a lot. Um, you know, it, just veteran presence in the backfield. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot more you can do with Miles Sanders than you can do with some of these other guys. Uh, we were, again, we were talking off air. Chuba Hubbard had a, had a uh, valiant effort in in pass protection quite yes. a bit. Uh, got run over quite a bit, which sometimes is enough, right? Just be a speed bump and that'll slow him down. Yeah. Uh, he was sticking his nose, you know, into the guy's chest. It's just a lot of times the chest didn't didn't slow down much. Uh, Miles Sanders, just by way of experience and by way of you know what he was asked to do in Philly, he should be better at that sort of thing. All right, final thing for you. Tim Donnelly of The Drive on 99.9 The Van, which you can listen to if you're in the Raleigh area from 3 to 6 uh, on 99.9 The Fan. Final question for you. The offensive line obviously has been a struggle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at what point does it really truly become a concern long-term for Bryce? And I'm, I know that, okay, after this season – you can invest a whole lot of money, like mercenaries for hire to you know to protect uh, to protect Bryce Young. But I don't want to see him go the route of David Carr's career when he had with the Texans, where he just got beat up, or with, with Andrew Luck, because Andrew mm. Luck got beat up a ton as well, because Andrew Luck wasn't afraid that, to take the hits, that, but that, he ended up taking too many. Two different. Uh, you brought up two great examples, but two yeah. different ones of the same beast, right? 
David Carr got hit so much that that mentally he was fried. And, yes. he, and he kept seeing the blitz and he was getting happy feet and he wasn't hanging in there. Seeing uh, ghosts like Sam Darnold. Exactly. Uh, of the worst variety. Yes. Uh, and then Andrew Luck got beat up so much that physically. So it's like you can get beat up in both both directions. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not worried anytime soon. We're talking probably this full season and into next season as far as getting him mentally looking at the blitz. But when you're 5'10", 190 pounds, which... You know, I know he's 204 at the combine, but, but he's not 204. Yeah, when you're 5'10", 190 pounds, I'd be more worried about the Andrew Luck of it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when when he starts popping up on the injury report, is when I would become very, very, very concerned. Um, until then, he's a young guy. I think he'll, you know, the bruises and everything will heal quickly. Um, the little, you know, bumps, bruises, cuts, nicks, whatever you want to call them. But uh, probably about halfway through next year, if you don't have Granite, there's it's a sliding scale. If he's getting hit ten times a game, it'll come much quicker. Exactly. Uh, if if he's getting hit, you know, four or five times a game, I think you have a little bit more time. Just because he seems to be a tough guy, he seems to understand what's going on. Um, he seems to be, you know, he threw a couple away in the preseason with, mm-hmm. in, in game two more than in game one, which means I think he understands. Like, hey, I can't take all these hits just to prove I'm a tough guy. Uh, so so I'm not super worried about the mental side of you know getting David Card. I would be worried about getting Andrew lucked if if mm-hmm. too much of the the physical things start start to pop up. I got one more, actually, one more question. Go Bonus next. question for you: Let's Can the O line turn it around? Like, is this stuff that they can control? Yes. Um, or are they just not good? <laughs> uh, well, Corbett helps a lot when uh, he does come back. I'm not sure what that timetable is for. His I, I did see him doing non-contact, no pads drills, but he, he was you know catching a tennis ball and that sort of thing while in, while in a, a kind of a deep stance. Um, Corbett helps. Also, again, it's it's outside of Dexter Lawrence and, and the inside, which mm-hmm. Dexter Lawrence is going to make a lot of people look bad this year. True. Uh, outside of that, they're not getting beat physically a ton. They're getting beat because they're, they're messing up what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So that can be fixed the moment it all clicks. It could also last for years and years and years yeah. and years. <laughs> so it can be fixed. And, and, you know, I want those missed assignments to be gone and i assume that for all of the patience and everything the coaches are showing publicly oh we were very vanilla oh you know it's it's just this oh it was a miscommunication behind the scenes ma's missed assignments get coaches more mad than anything mm-hmm. so uh, i assume there's some some uh heck to pay inside the, those those locker rooms and film sessions so they can fix it they can will they is a whole other question I mean, you've already had the the coach the positional coach meeting and then stuff after one preseason game so you know there's definitely the, some level the, of concern the, the offensive line is i would will say this halfway to like the the movie miracle where they're doing the 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 again yes. again whistle again after like after a game right after an exhibition hey they should have been out there running gassers 